Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. Good morning, everyone. You may have heard of a man named Viktor Frankl. He's actually quite a famous man. He was a Jew in Europe during the Nazi era. And like so many other Jewish people, he was sent to a concentration camp. And he survived the Nazi death camps when other people perished. Uh, and he writes about how he survived and what was it that allowed him to survive. And he writes this in terms of happiness and joy and circumstances. He says, everything can be taken from someone, but one thing, the best of the human freedoms that we have. And that is the ability and the freedom to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. Frankel chose to be joyful and to have an attitude of joy while he was in a Nazi death camp. And he writes this, if we pursue happiness instead of joy, will become playthings of our circumstances. Now think for a moment of the circumstances that he and tens of thousands of other Jewish people found themselves in. Let me read it again. If we pursue happiness instead of joy, will become playthings of circumstance. Our inner peace will be tossed back and forth according to the whim of events beyond our control. And all of this was out of his control, of course. He was in a death camp. But if we choose our attitude, the one basic freedom that can't be taken away from us, we can choose joy even in the midst of the cruelest of circumstances. Uh, while he was in the death camp and studying this, uh, Frankel defined two types of people that he experienced around him. He calls one a negative mindset people. And he talks about them in this way, that negative mindset people that he associated with in the death camps, the people around him, needed to be certain about things uh, that they couldn't control before they could be happy. And that in that way, they were dependent on others to provide them happiness. And that happiness was something always in the future for them when things weren't good, rather than in the present. And so he's talking about the difference between happiness and joy. Uh, the other group of people, uh, he was one of them, were positive mindset people, not negative mindset. And their mindset was defined in this way. They needed nothing tangible because the joy within their life came from within them. It didn't depend on others' opinions, but on their own separate private convictions. And they chose to experience joy now, today, as a present reality instead of hoping for something better in the future. Now, in the book of Philippians, we find uh, the Apostle Paul, and he is in jail, and he's facing possible death for following Jesus. He is in perhaps a similar position than Frankel, uh, not nearly as bad in some ways, but he doesn't know whether he's going to live or die, and he is uh, under house arrest. And Paul gives us a picture, I believe, of what Frankel speaks of. Uh, think of this. Paul, in writing this letter from prison, these are the prison epistles, wanted to go to Rome as a preacher, but instead he arrived as a prisoner. Uh, as a Roman citizen, he had civil rights to be treated fairly, but they had been uh, thrown out on him. And he'd been unfairly treated, unjustly accused. He'd been put in chains. He'd been shipwrecked on the way to Rome. He had a lot of reasons to feel pretty unhappy. Uh, and he had been victimized by the jealousy and the hatred of other people, of the Pharisees and the religious leaders that he met along the road of life. Um, Paul is in this 
imminent time of perhaps death, um, thinking about what might happen to them, pardon me, what might happen to him. And yet he writes to others with a heart filled with joy in the book of Philippians. Philippians is known as the most joyful letter that Paul wrote. Now, here's a key question. How does Paul do this? Uh, How did Frankel do it? Well, there's a bit of a difference between the Apostle Paul and Viktor Frankl. And I want to comment on that uh, and use it in our daily today. How did Paul live in joy? Uh, Not because, like Frankl, he chose joy on his own, although that was a decision he made, but because in Paul's life, he gave his life earlier to Jesus Christ. And Christ was now for Paul the center of his life. And because Christ was the center of Paul's life, Christ was the center of Paul's joy. Paul lived for Jesus Christ. He didn't live for his own happiness or his own gain. He lived in the joy of knowing Jesus. And knowing Jesus changed Paul's attitude towards his circumstances. Listen to chapter 1, verse 12 and following where he writes, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Jesus Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Do you hear his confidence in the moment and his joy even in the moment, although he is in chains? Um, That Christ was his joy also freed Paul from concern about what others think about him. And in chapter 1, verse 15, he talks about that. He says, you know, while I'm in prison, it's been pointed out to me that others are preaching and, and, uh, and putting me down even. And he says in verse 15, it's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news, and they love Jesus. And though the others do not have pure motives, they preach with selfish ambition and not sincerely, intending to make my chains even more painful to me. That doesn't really matter, he says in verse 18. He says, whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice. Again, it wasn't his present circumstances that mattered to Paul. It was what was going on in terms of Jesus being shared with the world. He found his joy in Jesus and not in his circumstances, not in the opinions of others. And then finally, because he had his joy in Jesus, Christ had calmed his thoughts about what might happen to him in his future. He writes, I will continue to be bold for Jesus Christ as I have been in the past. Though I'm in prison now, I will continue to be bold. And I trust that my life will bring honor to him whether I live or whether I die. And then very famous verse in Philippians, for to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. Other translations put it, for to me, for to me, to live is Christ, to die is my gain. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between the two desires, to live or to die. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, he writes, it is better that I continue to live. And then he writes about hoping that he will and actually having a confidence uh, that he will. And so note that Paul's joy was in his relationship with Jesus, not in what was going on around him, not in what others thought, and not even on what his future might be. And the, the, the truth of my life and yours is that, yes, unless Christ comes back again, we're all going to die. 
and God knows the time of that. And, and Jesus says, don't worry about that. Worry about today and living in the joy that I have for you and the joy that awaits for you when you finally do pass from this earth and enter into the joy of forever with me. Uh, here's my challenge for you today and for me. Are you and I living in the joy of Jesus Christ today? Are you living in his joy? Or are you trying to manufacture joy from somewhere else or happiness based on circumstances, the opinion of others, and the hope that you might have for tomorrow? In, in, uh, in the joy of Christ, are you reminded of his convictions about the world that you find yourself in? Or are you living with your convictions and your fears? Uh, we live in a world that is uh, pretty messed up right now. A lot of fear, a lot of anger, a lot of unrest. And yet, you know what? The Lord is, is just fine, thank you very much. The Lord knows what's going on. The Lord has his plans. Jesus has his convictions about the world in which we live. He knows that the world is lost. He knows that he has paid for the sins of the world. His desire is that people come to know him. And whether uh, times are good for, uh, for us or bad, the Lord is on the move. Are you convinced of that? Are you sure of his convictions about the world? Are you resting and in joy about his opinions of who you are as the one that he has rescued and redeemed from this world, from your sin and in your brokenness that you have been rescued from? Do you have joy because of that? Jesus came to rescue you. He came to rescue every person. And if you have experienced the redemption of Jesus Christ, if you have bowed your knee to him and have said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, then you know what forgiveness is and you know what his opinion of you is. He loves you. He gave his life for you. Finally, are you uh, resting in the joy of Jesus about his knowledge regarding your today and especially your tomorrow? You see, Christ knows your tomorrows. He knows how many you will have. He knows what they will be like. He knows what, what the weather will be like every day the rest of your life, let alone what will happen to you specifically. He knows the challenges that you will face. He knows what you are facing today. And so are you living uh, in joy because he knows, although you don't? And does that give you a sense of assurance and of joy? I, I can say for me uh, that I am absolutely joyful in the fact that Jesus loves me uh, and that it is his opinion of me that matters and it is his plans for me that I deeply desire to live into. And like Paul, for me to live as Christ, to die is... Uh, to be full of, uh, of joy that I will be with him one day. And perhaps the best uh, thing that I ever heard about that was a friend of mine who was about to go under uh, uh, the knife, an operation for open heart surgery. He was in his 40s, wasn't that old, but he had a heart issue and he had to go under. Uh, and the night before, as I met with him, he said, hey, if I don't make it through this, if I don't wake up and I die on the operating table, don't be jealous, all right? And then we smiled and we prayed, and guess what? He made it through the surgery. Uh, but he was right. To live is to be in Christ. To die is to be even more in Christ. Heaven is our gain. Where are you in all this? I trust that you have given your life to Christ and your joy is not based on circumstances, no matter how good they may be or how poor they may be, but rather your joy is in Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, 
Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would fill us with your joy. Holy Spirit, that you would give us the joy of our Master and our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we would have the love of him for us and the Father's love through Jesus uh, beating firmly within our, our lives. Lord, may we live with confidence knowing that you are with us, that your, your life for us is planned out, and that it is simply ours to walk with confidence into whatever you have for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day. We'll talk again soon.